live from Studio 6B on a Friday night, last show of 2022. We're glad you're a part of it, glad you're in, lots to do. Slick Rick is here. He's going to do some sports. Paul Nolan's going to do some news. Slick Rick, how are you? I'm great, Big D. How you doing tonight? Very good. I'm excited about this show. It's only going to be an hour. Um, because we're going to give the second hour to Ted Nugent. Happy New Year, 9 to 10 tonight, because uh, from 10 to 11, Rav is going to have a special. So Mr. Nugent wanted to know if he could bump back an hour, and we said absolutely we can because we love Mr. Nugent, and he is an ass-kicking, American, liberty-loving patriot, and he's going to actually join us at the bottom of the hour. How exciting is that? I mean, there's not many times you can have someone on that literally needs no introduction. I don't. I would. I could just put him up on the screen, don't have to say anything, and everybody would know who he was. So, I'm excited about Ted Nugent joining us at 8:30. Uh, rock icon, and like I said, um, conservative firebrand, and just uh, has never been afraid to speak his mind. His whole entire career. Didn't really give a damn what anyone thinks, and he continues to do that, and he'll join us at 8.30, and I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, what's coming up in sports tonight, Slick Rick? I'm excited, too. Ted Nugent, rock and roll fire. I can't wait for that big D. Well, sports, we got uh, odds makers coming up at the end of the Ooh. show. Ooh, big one. Last one of the year. I'm 50000 on the line. Oh. I'm ba- breaking the bank, Big D. I'm hoping to come in the green uh, come come uh, Tuesday night. Was the uh, National out. Elves Convention today, by the way? Uh, listen, I think you're just green with envy because I'm going to be getting a lot of escarol come Tuesday, the money, Big oh, D. Come on. Okay. All right. <laughs> Oh, look at ah. Slick Rick and his Dow. You won last night with your Cowboys. Yeah, good barely. win last night. Not nah, well, they, they barely, barely covered. They won by 14. <laughs> doesn't and, matter. Uh, money is the same. You, yep. you collect the green, you collect the green. By yep. 10 or by a half, doesn't matter. Unbelievable. And got some story about the umpires, Big D. We got uh, a, a record number of umpires for the first time in over 20 years retiring this year. It's amazing. I'll tell you something. I don't know if he's in the, I don't know if he's in the group that you're talking about, but I have a good friend who is a major league umpire. Mm. Uh, something he always wanted to do from the time we played baseball together in our small little town that we grew up in. Uh, Him and his sister, his sister's, by the way, responsible for all my eye problems, but that's another story for another day. Um, (laughs) Well, he Last time I spoke to him, or maybe it was I was speaking to her, um, she said that he's thinking about it. And I thought, man, really? So young still. At least he seems so young. He's a little older than me, which is young. Uh, especially for an umpire, you see these umpires, they do it uh, for a long time. And she says, man, they just, they just he's so beat up. The travel and the uh, 182 games behind the plate or whatever it is. 162, and, and, yeah, plus the yeah, playoffs. 162 plus the playoffs ends yeah. up being 180 something or whatever it is. And the, the foul balls and the tips and the bats and the hits and the this and the Oof. travel. And she said, uh, yep. she said he's thinking about hanging it up because he's, he's just worn out, worn out. So. Uh, I'm not surprised to hear about this story. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, is there a list of people actually who are retiring? Yeah, there is a list of a number of prime chiefs that are retiring from them. And, uh, you know, basically they're just saying, you're out of here. They want to get out. And I, you wow. can't blame them, Big Well, D. I'll be interested to see if yeah. he's in there because he is the, he's there. Yeah, we'll have that story. Um, he's one of the best. And he's been doing it his whole career. He worked his way up. I mean, just uh, had his mindset on it from early age and never wavered off of uh, – the goal of being a major league up, and he did. So, an incredible story. Um, yeah. All right, good. Uh, well, there's lots to talk about. You know, one of the things we talked about right towards the end of the show yesterday was what was going on, obviously, in Arizona and Abe Hamadi. And President Trump came out with a, um, a statement today. And as you can see here, Abe Hamadi said, I will never stop fighting for Arizona. Thank you, Mr. President. And uh, 
the former president said, Abe Hamidi, a very accomplished legal mind who served our country in the army, gained more than 400 votes in a small portion of the recount, more than half the deficit for Arizona's attorney general, proving there was massive inconsistencies with how the votes were counted. Republicans should demand a statewide hand recount and Abe will win. That is the only way forward. Arizona voters are being disenfranchised. They deserve a real election. And then Mr. Hominy went on a little bit and said, we went into our first election lawsuit with a deficit of 511. We will now be entering another lawsuit down 280. A recount simply puts the ballots back through a machine. Our argument has always been that there are undervotes and overvotes that will put us over the top. The errors found in, P, uh, in Pinel, Pinel, is it pronounced Pinel? Pinel, I think it's pronounced. Pinel County. Pinel. Uh, Pinel? Yes. Pinel County give us the exact necessary evidence to go back into court to have a real inspection of the ballots to determine voter intent that was denied to us originally. This race was the closest race in Arizona history at 511 and at 280 is even more so now. Arizonans deserve to have confidence to know who legitimately won with the most votes. Every day that goes by shows my opponent's lead shrinking. They have tried to rush the process and manipulate the courts. I will continue to fight for free, fair, and competent elections. And of those three descriptions, free, fair, and competent, I don't know which one applies more to uh, Arizona. Maybe the competency. Um. So that's what's going on in Arizona. So we'll continue to follow that because, again, I mean, you just run the ballots back through and all of a sudden half the deficit's gone. Well, I mean, what do you think happens when you take all of them and, and take a look at them? Right, Paul? Well, you, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, you guys know how I feel about this, and uh, no one's going to tell me differently. I mean, all throughout history we've seen, you know, rigging elections you know we've heard all the quotes i don't care who vote you know who votes i only care who counts them you know we, we we know exactly you know what this is people with great influence money and unlimited resources and power will do everything in their power to retain those uh you know those privileges so um i i really hope something happens in a court of law that we could set some precedent here to protect our elections without free fair and open open, competent elections, we don't have a country. Yeah. Uh, so we'll continue to follow that story out of Arizona. Obviously, the president uh, made a statement there, and we'll see We'll see what Abe Hamadi can do from here. Obviously, Kerry Lake will continue to fight as well. Um, obviously, the news, I, I think maybe the biggest news of the day is obviously the arrest in this, um, the connection of the fatal stabbing of the four University of Idaho students. We got an arrest today Ooh, after... Obviously, this horrific incident in Idaho where these four kids were stabbed in their off-campus rental home. Um, and I'll, I'll go to just the news because that's where I read it. Joseph Weber today, a 28-year-old man has been arrested in Pennsylvania. Wow. In connection with the stabbing deaths last month of four University of Idaho students, according to several news reports Friday, paperwork filed by Pennsylvania State Police show Brian Christopher Kohlberger, 28, was being held for extradition in a criminal homicide investigation based on an active arrest warrant for first-degree murder issued by the Moscow-Idaho Police Department. 
Uh, in the prosecutor's office there, according to the Associated Press, the suspect was taken into custody early Friday morning in eastern Pennsylvania, reportedly after police asked for help in finding a white sedan in connection to the killings. I think it was a, I think it was like a Toyota Corolla that they were looking for, a white one. And the last report out of Idaho said they had like 93 Toyota Corollas that were registered at the University of Idaho. Wow. And they had just absolutely no leads on where to go with this. Um, and now all of a sudden today, boom, they get this guy in Pennsylvania. Uh, the bodies of the victims were found November 11th, an off-campus rental home. Uh, the killings took place after the students came home from a night of partying, reportedly with a large knife. Authorities in Moscow, Idaho, have thus far said very little publicly about their investigation, which until now appeared to have been a cold case. Uh, the names of the students, I'm not going to name the four uh, victims, but authorities in Idaho are scheduled to hold a press conference. Uh, they did that earlier today. I didn't, unfortunately did not get to see that press conference, but this arrest has been made. Person taken into custody reportedly in his 20s and is not a University of Idaho student. So uh, that's from just the news. There's some, there's some more reporting on this, but we do have an arrest. Um, and that's good news. A good news, yeah. a good day for justice here. And I'm sure that they um, made this, this no move. willy-nilly right. This is no willy-nilly arrest. This is a well-founded. Let's get this right type of arrest. Yes, and that's exactly what it sounds like uh, for them to find him in Pennsylvania, no less too. Now, so some of the other stuff I've read um, that he was like a psych psychology and human um, human psychology major, and and he was posting research that he was doing online. And asking students to join, um, you know, kind of like his thesis paper on like the way kids think about things. I don't know. It seems kind of. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. More information obviously comes out. Uh, like Paul said, I'm sure they've protected this to make sure they do it right. Sounds like they've got their guide. They had the car. The car was there, fitting the description uh, of what they were looking for. So that's so that's really that's really good news. So. A couple of the quick things I want to hit because we don't have a lot of time tonight. Obviously, we got odds makers, we got Ted Nugent. We're going to do sports and news coming up as well. Uh, there's a story in the New York Post, and you guys all here will appreciate this. Um, New York is number one, and do you know what New York is number one in right now for the second year in a row? Slick Rick, crime. Uh, good, good, good pick, good pick, but not correct. Uh, could could be um, maybe <laughs> in. Maybe in the about, crime demographic, New York could be number one, but okay, this is not um, what this is related to. Paul, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, can it be one of carjacking, catalytic converted, jack murder? <laughs> could it be, uh, you know, could it be uh, exiting the state? Hey, winner, uh, ding, winner, ding, ding. chicken dinner. Population <laughs> decline. New York is number one for the second year in a row. New York led. What? Congratulations, yes. New York. You. New New York led the country by driving the most people out. And what's most alarming, the biggest earners who pay the most taxes in the state are the ones who are leaving. Uh. Uh, the overall decline, they win that category. Um, and that is the dubious first place prize in both the percentage measure of a state's population shrinkage, which was 1%. And the absolute size of the decline, which was around 180,000 taxpayers. What an accomplishment. <laughs> the grim number brings New York's population loss for the two-year period ending July 31st to a stunning 
431,000 people in two years. That's 2% of the state's total. And it's clearly uh, being driven by out-migration because New York's birth rate is well above uh, its death rate. So it's not a death and it's not a uh, you know birth and death deal. It's it's we're out of here because we're sick of iron-fisted, top-down, one-party rule. You're taxed to death, over-regulated to death. The state legislature mostly is out of their ever-loving mind with some of the things on the table. The governor now has has actually a mandate because somehow she was reelected in this state of lunacy. Um, and this is where the state this is where the state is. Texas saw the biggest absolute increase, four hundred and seventy one thousand new taxpayers. Florida took the crown for biggest percentage growth, almost two percent percentage growth population in Florida. So New York's loss is their gain. And everybody who lives in Texas and New York, you know what they're saying? Yeah, okay, come on down. But leave your BS politics and your ideology in New York, by the way. You know, quick note, I was talking to an associate in, in Montana. I'll be real quick. Um, he said he said they have the same problem in Montana, that so many people are coming from California and they bring their silly, goofy ideologies and they are called out constantly in the most polite fashion, Midwestern style, you know. So I shouldn't say Midwest, Northwestern style. They, but they're coming. They're leaving California, too. Yeah. All right, sports and news coming up live from Studio 6B on a shortened live from Studio 6B tonight on a Friday night. Ted Nugent coming up bottom of the hour and Spirit Campfire coming up at 9 p.m. top of the hour. We're back right after this. Studio 6B on a Friday night, 17 past the hour. Ted Nugent's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Talk about his Spirit Campfire show. It's coming up tonight at 9 o'clock. We're going to uh, give way to Mr. Nugent for a 9 o'clock Spirit Campfire. So he'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk a little bit about that. And well, who knows where this will go? It goes wherever uh, Mr. Nugent wants it to go because he's the man. So uh, we'll talk to him. But right now, let's do some sports. And here with that is Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell. MyPillow, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Use our code LFS6B if you're going to shop there for 10 to 60% off. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D. Well, we're going to get to the bowl games at the end of the uh, this segment. Um, and as well, talk about the NFL. Big playoff implications coming up. A lot of football this weekend. So that's it. Get ready. Grab your cocktail and get in front of that TV. A lot of good games. Uh, speaking of football, great story uh, earlier today. Bucks quarterback Blaine Gabbard helps rescue helicopter crash victims. This is uh, Jenna Lane of ESPN. Tampa, Florida. Tampa police and the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office are calling Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Blaine Gabbert's a citizen hero after he and his two brothers rescued four people from the waters of Tampa Bay after a helicopter crash last night. Gabbert, 33, was out jet skiing with his two younger brothers, Tyler and Brett, when they came upon a submerged aircraft with a pilot and three passengers, the Hupp family, who had just plummeted from the sky upon approach to Peter O'Knight Airport. Uh, I vaguely remember hearing a faint noise, said Gabbard. I just remember looking to the west and seeing it almost looked like a crew boat in the water that had broken up in f about four pieces. And I just vaguely remember seeing like two yellow life jackets. So I'm like, all right, we've got to go check this out. And that was a quote. Uh, the brothers visiting uh, Gabbard from Missouri discovered uh, Wesley, Lisa, and Hunter Hupp and their pilot all alive but visibly shaken and covered in oil. Hunter 33 was trapped inside the aircraft underwater but had managed to free himself after his mother Lisa, 59, and 
grandfather, Wesley, 62, made it to the surface. Gabbard, who said he spent 30 years of his life on the water, considered himself a strong swimmer, um, although he's never taken formal water safety, instruct them how to inflate their life jackets. Um, you know, it goes on to talk about how they were able to save him. So, Blaine Gabbard, the understudy for Tom Brady, right? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a hero. And I love when sports can, you know, have that, you know, there's a lot of bad, you know, news about sports and these athletes and how they're so privileged. When you see a story like this and you see them jump into action, as any good citizen would, I believe, it's just great to be able to talk about that and celebrate that a little bit, if you will. So just wanted to get to that story, Big D. That's a good story. Yeah. And, uh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. And uh, sources, 10 M- uh, MLB umpires are retiring, most since 99. This is Jesse Rogers of ESPN. 10 Major League Baseball umpires, including seven crew chiefs, are set to retire at the end of the month, making it the largest turnover over at that job since 1999. Sources familiar with the situation told ESPN. Some of the retirements are due to nagging injuries, while others are coincidental, as a group of the umpires entered the league around the same time after a labor dispute saw 22 umps resign at the end of last century. Uh, well-respected crew chiefs Ted Barrett, Greg Gibson, Tom Hallion, Sam Holbrook, Jerry Meals, Jim Reynolds, and Bill Welke are all among the group to hang up their chest protectors. The retirements have nothing to do with wow, the Wow, yeah. you said a name. I would want, didn't know if you somebody in there he's in there wow jimmy reynolds yes well, they, the times have nothing to do with upcoming on-the-field rule changes for 2023, nor the policy, pol, uh, possibility of the ABS, the automatic balls and strikes. We talked about that in the show earlier in the year. Um, then that, That's not going to be what they're fearing either. The retirements come a year after Joe West, uh, who umpired the most games in history, called it quits. Major League Baseball is losing decades of experience over the past two off-seasons, including one of your uh, contacts, somebody you know. Yeah, one of my high school friends. Wow. Jimmy, Jimmy Reynolds, number 77. This is um, uh, that's his number, and I uh, went to school, high school with him and his sister. His sister's responsible for all my eye problems because she was the catcher, my <laughs> catcher when I was pitching, and she threw the damn ball back to me when I was looking to the left, and oh. bang, right in the eye. So I'm going to send her a bill for my cataract surgery number one, and then my detached retina number two. <laughs> of all the stories so. to run. You tie into this, which is amazing. Yes. Unbelievable. Crazy. Uh, and just one more story to get to a big D real quick. Um, legends Tiger Woods and LeBron James and more share birthdays today. This is Jeremy Willis of ESPN. Break out the cake and balloons because December 30th might be one of the best days for athletic birthdays. Uh, in 1975, the great Tiger Woods was born in Cypress, California. Nine years later in Akron, Ohio, LeBron James, Damon's favorite athlete, was born into this world. And uh, so pretty cool. Tiger Woods and uh, LeBron. Uh, uh, you know, because James Woods uh, have the um, record for PGA Tour wins, 82, and second most wins, major wins, 15. So, needless to say, and then LeBron James, of course, you know, legendary basketball player. We're not too crazy about his politics, but he's a great player, and you know, respect to that. And another great that was born today, Sandy Koufax. You talk about throwing it back to old school. He packed a lot into a 12-year career. Koufax won four World Series with the Brooklyn and LA Dodgers. He was also World Series MVP in two of those games, and he was also unanimously, he won the Cy Young Award three times. The great Sandy Koufax. And that's a wrap in sports. Big D, looking forward to Odds Makers coming up. All right, Slick Rick, very good. Odds Makers coming up at the end of the show. Ted Nugent's going to join us in the next segment. Let's do a little news. And here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Yeah, uh, this is directly from the hypocrite file. Uh, COVID boomerang from Just the News. 
Biden criticized for restricting China travel after dubbing Trump xenophobic. I don't know if you guys remember, I'm sure you do, but when Donald uh, Trump took action to regulate travel from Asian nations uh, at the start of the pandemic in 2020, then candidate Joe Biden sparred, uh, spared few words. He accused a Republican president of xenophobic fear-mongering in line with the left um, and all their top aides. Uh, they declared... Uh, his restrictions wouldn't help stop the spread of the virus. Now the president himself, nearly three years later, finds himself on the receiving end of similar criticism. Uh, Biden is a hypocrite, Lisa McLean said, from a Republican from Michigan. She tweeted in response to the new travel requirements. He's restrict, restricting travel from China after previously calling Trump xenophobic for doing the same. You know, when uh, Trump defended his uh, COVID response, uh, Biden replied at the same at that time, uh, stop the xenophobic fear mongering, be honest, take responsibility, do your job. Um, so uh, I, I think this is a, I, I just love the, the when, when it comes around, it, it just, uh, it goes around, you know, and this is uh, just typical part of the course, any shiny object they'll use to attack anybody who doesn't go with their, uh, in line with their party. So I, I found this to be completely comical. A very enjoyable story for me. Yep. And as Gio showed you, that was my tweet at the time that the story came out um, for just those reasons that Paul just outlined. I can't wait to see all of the tweets about Biden being blank phobic. Just put whatever, whatever you want in there in the first half because Trump was called all of it for uh, the exact same thing. U.S. requires now airline passengers traveling from China to test negative for COVID. So, all right, what else is in the news, Paul? Um, you know, so this is a bigger story. I'll put this, uh, you know, I'll set this on my Getter page. Um, again, P-O-P-P-A, Papa Nolan at, uh, at Getter. It's really the only place I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm posting things. So um, Big Brother, Big Tech, Fed use Facebook to study COVID vaccine testing and mass messaging. The NIH and Medical Research Institution funded or sponsored a dozen studies involving Facebook with uh, targets including Latinos, African-Americans, holiday travels, uh, travelers, states with lower COVID vaccination rates, and even Mayan language-speaking people. Uh, as evidence of uh, the ongoing release of Twitter files, however, uh, that's no impediment on the government. The, uh, the research universities that so heavily depend on federal funding enlist big tech to promote favored narratives and throttle competing arguments on contentious topics. Federal agencies and U.S. universities together have funded and, and sponsored a dozen studies uh, mentioning uh, Facebook, COVID-19, according to the National Institutes of Health, and uh, some uh, Concern behaviors and health outcomes affected by the early pandemic. So, um, you know, I just think this falls right into the, you know, everything you know and think and see is just all part of, a, you know, your algorithm that suits what they know how they can trigger you, make you react. So just be aware uh, that everything you see is uh, directed to you for a reason. You know, you've liked it, you've commented, you've keystroked, and they, uh, these algorithms are very, very, the AI is very impressive. All right, live from Studio 6B, Ted Nugent, host of Spirit Campfire right here on Real America's Voice. Coming up when we get back right after this.
right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Uh, Slick Rick's going to do some more sports. Paul Nolan's going to have some more news. And you know, there's not many people that I've had on this show. Well, we haven't had that many people anyways, but because uh, most people are boring. But there's not many people you can bring on this show that really, truly need no introduction. And um, this gentleman does not. The prevailer of truth and common sense, and according to President Trump, the great American defender of freedom. And he's the host of Spirit Campfire right here on Real America's Voice. And he'll be on tonight, 9 p.m., right after us. There he is. Please welcome Ted Nugent to the show. Mr. Nugent, how are you? Emergency, emergency, <laughs> truth, logic, common sense on the hand of a hickory pool cue uh, organized by Mike Tyson. I'm actually hiring Mike Tyson this year to take a hickory pool cue around and slap people in the noggin when they lie and they deceive us. So I'm doing so good. I'm in the middle of deer camp. I got five great hunters here from around the country and the spirit is at an all-time erect condition. So I'm a very happy man in spite of the world around us. So I got to tell you, Paul and Damon and Rick, I love you guys. You people deserve me. We're at, we are blood brothers for the great freedom march of America. <laughs> well, there you go. Happy belated birthday, by the way, as well. I said in my opening, President Trump called you and, and I think awarded you the great American defender of uh, freedom. Tell me about that <laughs> night, if you could quickly, and tell me about your connection uh, with President Trump. What is it about him that resonates with you? And what do you think it was that resonated? There it is right there and uh, resonates with the country. I just happen to have my award here. Uh, Mrs. Nugent, make sure I have all the props. I have all the guns and the bows and arrows and the beautiful dead deer heads and the moose skulls on the wall. I have all the most important spiritual components of my nightly Nuge. Uh, but this, Shemaine said I should have this here because we believe that Donald Trump is such a status quo destroyer, such a non-conformist and a cockroach spotlighter for the uh, history books, that when he gives me an award, it says right here, uh, Great American Defender of Freedom Award, American Freedom, Ted Nugent. Has a nice ring to it. I think the connection is pretty obvious. I have never compromised. I was attacked for carrying a gun and eating venison. I mean, which have to be two of the most perfect things a human can do. Balance the herds and be a conservationist and walk the wild grounds to monitor the condition of our air, soil, and water. That's what hunting, fishing, and trapping is. And carrying a gun is indicative that I believe that my precious gift of life from God is not only worth protecting, but I have a moral, intellectual, and I believe spiritual obligation to neutralize any threat against this precious gift of life. Call me extreme. Uh, so when I I've, when I've been confronted by the rock and roll dirtbags in the media for being a gun guy and a hunting guy, I wasn't really prepared for it because I was just a mushy brain kid from the anti-education system as a teenager. But my instincts told me that guns are perfect and venison is perfect. And these guys drooling on crystal meth and, and dope, <laughs> they're not perfect. So I took it as a badge of honor that idiots would attack me. And of course I crushed them with truth, logic and common sense and all the science and biology and evidence to support my chosen outdoor hunting, fishing, trapping, conservation lifestyle. And I saw that in Donald Trump. This guy came out as an entrepreneur with a work ethic and a spirit of being the best that you can be, which is radical. Um, and I immediately connected with this guy and I saw that the status quo of our government uh, 
going down the toilet, I needed somebody with a crowbar. You know, uh, Mitt Romney perfected the bringing of a doily to a gunfight, but Donald Trump brought an A-10 warthog to a discussion. And I really like that in a guy. No compromise, no backing down and standing up for what you believe in. So I've done many, many rallies with the great man and I still support him 100% because we need defiance. Defiance against immorality, stupidity, constitutional oath violators. And I've always been that way. And uh, I've been attacked for it. And every time I'm attacked, it encouraged me to turn up the heat. And I saw that in Donald Trump. So we have a connection there. Yeah. You know, one of the things we talk about on this show is the left's, um, they've perfected the ability to use the Constitution to destroy the Constitution, to use liberty to destroy liberty. And I, I heard you say, I think this is a quote, uh, you said, you know, if uh, if we don't fight against evil, you're literally fueling evil. And, and it's kind of the same idea, using liberty to destroy liberty. If you don't fight against evil, you're in some ways accepting or promoting of evil. Tell, tell me about your thoughts on that. Well, I don't have any thoughts, but I have some some, some conclusions I'll share with you. Um, the conclusion is, is that we are in this this downward spiral in America today, not because of communism, not because of Marxism, not because of the Democrats, not because of the rhinos, not because of uh, criminality running amok in our government. The reason America is in trouble is because of apathy. Spoiled brat, comfortably numb, which is actually uncomfortably dumb, disconnect. And you and you guys have heard it from your friends and family. I'm not into politics. Well, wait a second. This is a blood and guts paid for sacred experiment in self-government. Self includes all selves, even guitar players. If you're not participating based on God, family, country, constitution, bill of rights, 10 commandments, golden rule, work ethic, the man in the arena, uh, entrepreneurial spirit, uh, law and order, if you're not fighting for those radical, unique experiments in self-government, you're not a moderate, you're not a non-player, you're fueling the Nancy Pelosi's of the world. I mean, the evidence is irrefutable. Apathy is a self-inflicted cultural suicidal curse that we are now paying for with the Jim Comey's and the, the Barack Obama's and, and his buddy Mike and Hunter Biden and his despicable father and family. I have always stood up for excellence. My band, oh my God, you, we talked about my tour, the best tour of my life in 2022, Jason Hartless on drums, Greg Smith on the bass guitar. These guys are involved. They're, they're family guys. They're work ethic guys. They're samurai martial art musician guys. And these are the kind of people that I've always been surrounded by. I've been very lucky and very blessed to have access to the best of the best, both musically in my hunting world, my guides and outfitters. I have my own sunrise safaris. I do my own podcasts and my interviews. I do media every day. And nobody even tries to debate me anymore because I'm tuned in and I know that the Warren report was a scam. I know that our, our uh, General Mark Milley is anti-defense, he's anti-America. The people in charge of all the decision-making in our government are literally America haters. So I'm not apathetic, which is why I'm known as a radical, because the experiment in self-government is the most radical thing in the history of the human experience. And if you're not participating, 
Nancy Pelosi would like to say thank you. And I don't know how you can live with that. But, you know, I always laugh with, you know, the way science has been weaponized, way, um, you know, these gigantic universities take massive grants and funds and billions of dollars to create these scientific uh, studies that completely fit an agenda that really completely, uh, you know, obliterates, you know, the American way of life, you know. And, and then when they, when you bring facts or refutable evidence that, like, makes the argument uh, I find it laughable when it's uh, you, you're labeled this, uh, you know, a science denier, a climate denier, an election denier. You know, it's always some kind of a label. But, um, you know, uh, when I watch the uh, weaponization of information and, uh, and, and academia and I, and I watch people like you debate, like when I watch you debate a vegan about the damage that is done to the earth. Their veganism versus just us living in in the, you know in a in homeostasis with the earth. Uh, I, I found it fascinating. It sent me down a rabbit hole, and I want to thank you for that. Can you please kind of touch on that for the audience just a little bit of the damage to the earth of that vegans in, in, inflict upon the balance? Well, I've been skull crushing the animal rights scammers for about the last 60 years. Literally, they started attacking me because I kill my own food, which is where the organic dream resides. I mean, I was organic yeah. before school. I'm like the whole foods daddy. Um, I've been a bow hunter my <laughs> raised a bow hunting family. And, and I, can, I can give you many, many examples, but I'll try to uh, uh, zero in on probably the most glaring, irrefutable one. When I was growing up, Lake Erie would catch fire. <laughs> I was born in Detroit, 1948, when it was the arsenal of democracy. Right now, I'm speaking to you from the arsenal of democracy. Um, and Lake Erie would catch fire because of the Industrial Revolution uh, abuses which was a very important error, but we were learning uh, in trial and error with uh, production versus, you know, environmental irresponsibility. Well, it was the hunters, the duck hunters. It was the fishermen. It was the trappers, the beaver and the muskrat trappers, the, the, the otter trappers that saw this beautiful piece of water um, become poisoned. And we blew the whistle. It was the hunters, the fishermen, and the trappers that blew the whistle in almost every instance because we walk the wild ground. We don't study the environment um, in a lab. We don't study nature on a computer screen. We actually wear out boots and we hunt and fish and we balance the herd and balance the fisheries so that they don't overpopulate and destroy their own habitat. And, and when animal rights people would attack me, uh, and, and claim that they don't harm animals because they're vegans, which by the way, I have friends that are vegans and they're smart people and they're honest people. They know that vegans do not reduce the slaughter of pigs or cows one bit. Nobody backs off on the pig slaughter because, well, this guy's ordering a salad. We don't have to kill this many pigs. No, we're killing more pigs. In fact, I kill more pigs. I killed 469 pigs out of a helicopter with my machine gun one day. That's why I'm so beautiful. So I'm, I'm like Mother Teresa with an M4. My point being <laughs> is that when they try to tell me that I'm a cruel man because I murder innocent animals, I go, well, let me tell you where your salad comes from. You, you probably don't know this, so I'm going to have, try to help you. There's a tractor with a disc and a plow, and he's going over millions of acres of ground to grow your beans and to grow your salad, which I support. I love salads with my venison. And behind that tractor with that plow and their disc, there's always crows and seagulls following that tractor. <laughs> yeah, because 
The plow and the disc is killing everything, every snake, every turtle, every frog, every gopher, every shrew, every vole, every ground nesting bird is decapitated and dismembered by your vegan production. And the crows and the seagulls are eating these dismembered, squirming, dying, tortured animals, which again, I'm a big fan of because I like a salad. But you're denying this. Your salad is responsible for the death of billions and billions of creature. I kill one deer per arrow and I kill them cleanly and I don't decapitate and dismember them. I shoot them through the heart and they're dead in five seconds. It's the cleanest, most humane death available on earth. And once I did that on Joe Rogan and various different medias, people would kind of tilt their head and furl their brow and go, oh yeah, I never thought of it that way. Well, it's the lack of critical thinking or thinking at all created this downward spiral. So I'm proud to be a hunter and I will kill a deer for each of you this week. <laughs> oh man, Ted, it's been strapped. it's been great having you on the show. I wish we had more time, but Spirit Campfire is coming up right after us, 9 p.m. The great Ted Nugent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. God bless you guys. Happy, happy new year. Happy new year. All right, happy Ted new Nugent, year. live from Studio 6B. We got more to do. We're back on a Friday night right after this. to the hour live from studio 6b i want to thank the great ted nugent man that was great he is off the chart spared campfire coming up nine o'clock top of the hour right after we're done here and uh given that it is friday there it is nine to ten tonight ted nugent and then we'll be running a special from 10 to 11 right here on real america's voice make sure you follow us on all our social media i'll be live streaming tomorrow morning on um new year's eve uh from the home studio talk about what's going on in the news make sure you follow us on all our social media at LFS6B, pretty much everywhere, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Getter, Rumble, all at LFS6B. Uh, and it is Friday night, which means only one thing, which means it's time now to do the Odds Makers featuring Slick Rick, Rick Emirati. And I hear the music build. Slick Rick, here's where we stand, going into a big week 17 in the NFL. Big D, plus 20 large, Slick Rick down 10, Paul down 10. But right now, we're focused on you, Slick Rick. Where are we going first? All right, well, we're going to go to the bowl games. Let's do all those college games. I'm sure we're going to touch everybody on this show because somebody lives either there or roots for somebody in these games. But let's start with the All-State Sugar Bowl. High noon tomorrow, Big D, at the Superdome in New Orleans. It's going to be Alabama laying six against Kansas State. I'm going to take number five, Alabama. I'm going to lay the six. Laying seven. Oh, seven. The spread went up, huh? Seven is the number. Right. Seven and 56 is the number there. All right. 
I'm going to take seven. They take Alabama. Give, give me the tide. I'm rolling. All right, hey. Alabama, minus seven over Kansas State is game number one. Where are we going for game number two? Game number two. I don't know about this name, but the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl from the Nissan Stadium in good old Tennessee, Iowa, and Kentucky. Iowa's laying two and a half. Give me Kentucky, Big D. I'm taking Kentucky plus two and a half. All right, Kentucky plus two and a half in the Music City Bowl over Iowa. Both teams seven and five. The total in that game is only 31. Iowa doesn't score that many points. That's why. No. Um, Kentucky plus two and a half over Iowa's game number two. Where are we going for game number three? Uh, college football playoffs, Big D. 4 p.m. Oh, this is man. the big one. Everybody's going to be ones. watching. Woo, big, big football tomorrow. I'm telling you, this is the best of the best of the best. It's like the Super Bowl. And uh, we got the Verbo Fiesta Bowl at State Farm Stadium, Arizona. TCU, the Horn Frogs, taking on the Wolverines. Michigan, number two versus number three. Michigan, I have them laying seven and a half points. Eight. Eight. Oh, I'm taking the Horn Frogs. I love the purple. Give me TCU, Big D. I'm taking the Frogs. TCU plus eight for Slick Rick. I've got Michigan by a million in that game. TCU has no chance to slow Michigan down. They're not going to slow the run. They're going to throw everything they can to slow the run, uh, thinking they're going to try to make the quarterback beat them, and he will beat them because he is that good. I got Michigan by a million in that game, so I like that pick, Slick Rick. TCU plus eight. For the Slickster in the playoff game number one, where are we going in playoff game number two? Quick footnote, I got Michigan winning that game, not by eight, really. And then I got AD. Yeah, okay, we'll see. 8 p.m., this is the nightcap, boy. Ohio State and Georgia, number one Georgia, the dogs taking on the Buckeyes. I've been a Buckeye fan for a long time. This is a minus six and a half is the spread that I had, Big D. What do you got? Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, they call it. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, GA. Well, Georgia's the home team. I like how Ohio State travels in this game, though. I I think Georgia wins the game, but it's going to be tight. I think think both games are going to be tight thrillers. So I'm going to take the Buckeyes plus the six and a half. You're taking Ohio State? Yeah, I like I love the Buckeyes. I'm an Archie Griffin back in the 70s, baby. This Woody is this Hayes. is this has got to be just a this is to get me because I called this game when the line came out that I was the Ohio State must got to be the play here. I, I like the points, Big D. I couldn't walk away from. You I'm don't like the, the points on your own. Uh, no, I do. I like. I grabbed, okay. I took some chalk. I you know. I, come on. Exactly. Anyway. Something's going on here, G. You're onto it already. <laughs> uh, I see oh, it. Man, we got another investigation. I like Ohio State in the game too because it looks so easy to take Georgia. How can Georgia only be laying six and a half in this game? They're so much better in every aspect of the game, but yet they're only six and a half point favorites here against Ohio State. I think you got to pull the trigger on Ohio State if you're going to bet this game as much as you have to hold your nose and hold on and hope that they can hold on. But, man, I don't see how Georgia's not a bigger favorite because they're they're better. You're getting two thrilling games tomorrow, and I'm telling you, they're going to both be tight scores. Field goals are going to win these things. And let's go to Monday. Big D just wrapping up the college. We got Monday, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. We got the Boilermakers taking on LSU. Purdue and LSU. I got LSU laying 14 and a half last check. That's correct. Okay, down in Orlando, uh, in, in the Camping World Stadium. I'm going to take Purdue. I like the Boilermakers. I want Give me the points, Big D. All right, Purdue plus 14 and a half over nine and four LSU for Slickster on Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. What's your last? Do you have one more? Yeah, one more. 5 p.m. The Rose Bowl, as Keith Jackson used to say, the granddaddy of them all. Well, we're going to play the Rose Bowl. We got Penn State and Utah. Utah sitting at number eight. The Utes, they've been good all year. I really like them. I'm going to take Utah. I'm going to lay the two points in the Rose Bowl over Penn State. Utah minus two over Penn State in the Rose Bowl, 5 p.m. on Monday night. So there's your six, count them, six bowl game picks for Slick Rick. 
Now let's head over to week 17 in the NFL. Where are we going for game number one? All right, we're going to go to the 1 o'clock game. we got the Saints at the Eagles. Good game. Playoff implications on both sides here. And I'll tell you, I think it's going to be a tight game. Eagles are going to pull it out. But Jalen Hurts, he may still be hurt. So he may not be playing. I'm going to take the Saints. Give me the Saints plus 6.5. Wow. Well, they're 5.5. But Saints, oh, well, I'll give it to you 6. How about that? Okay, we'll agree. Good. We'll meet in the middle. All right. uh, Saints plus 6 over Philly for Slick Ricks. Philly trying to um, to close down the NFC East uh, division title. They've got everything to play for here. Uh, New Orleans plus six is game number one. Where are we going game number two? Sticking at that time frame, one o'clock, the Browns at the criminally investigated commanders. Uh, we're laying two points at the FedEx field in D.C. And I, I think the commanders... They're laying one now. Oh, they're laying one. Well, I'm still going to take the commanders. And I like that even better, laying one. Uh, yeah, commanders. Give me the commanders over the Browns, Big D. They need this game to stay in the playoff hunt. Yes, Cleveland they do. season is kind of slip sliding away. And if Philly wins, you got to figure, and Dallas will be slid into the fifth spot there if Philly wins. I believe they'll be Correct. pretty much, those two will be set. Yep. So Washington may get a couple weeks of uh, all the starters resting so they've got a shot, yep. Washington, to sneak in the back door. So they've got to win this game. Uh, minus one. That's your pick, Washington. Okay, where are we going next? All right, two more. We got 425, game of the week. Vikings at the Packers. Lambeau Field. It's going to be 37 degrees. Not too bad. But the Vikings don't really travel that well. They're more of a dome team these days. It's not like the old days in the Met when they had the purple people eaters. I'm going to take the Packers, lay in the three and a half in Lambeau. Give me Aaron Rodgers. He's also fighting for his playoff life. Vikings are kind of sliding into the playoffs with no problems. Yes, they are. Yeah, I, I like that pick i hate to yep. say it but i'd be on green bay too 12 and 3 minnesota seems pretty phony to me they've played a lot of close games they've only outscored their opponents by five points on the year uh, i think they're a phony 12 and 3 green bay's got to win out Green Bay minus three for Slick Rick. I like that one. What's the last one? Primetime. I always play the primetime games on NBC. 820 to cap off the night. Your New Year's Day night. Steelers at the Ravens in Baltimore. M&T Bank Stadium. Good game. I know they both. Well, the Ravens really need the game more. But give me the Steelers. I'm going to take the points. I Steelers are on a roll. And, uh, yeah, I'm two taking and a half. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep, plus two and a half. Steelers plus two and a half over Baltimore. Big rivalry game there. Those two like to slug it out. We're going to run the ball lot heavy hitting 820 on sunday night pittsburgh plus two and a half for slick rick that's game number four in the nfl all right slick rick 50 g's on the line 10 games five dimes each that's your odds makers for a week 17 in the NFL. Anything else in the world of sports you want to hit? No, just want to, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to the games. I hope everybody's going to catch the games. It's going to be fantastic. A lot of playoff implications going on. Do want to comment my Dallas Cowboys did win last night, so we were able to take that game. They uh, well, a little bit of a struggle at Nissan Stadium there against the Tennessee Titans, but they pulled it out. Dak wasn't looking too sharp, but they're looking to get in there. We're going to probably be a wild card. I think the Eagles are going to wrap up that uh, at the division and home field throughout the play. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And uh, that's it, Big D. That's a wrap in sports. All right, Slick Rick. That's also a wrap on 2022 for you. And for yep. the shows, we closed it out. I just want to take the opportunity here before we hit the music and get on out of here to thank everybody involved with this show. It has been a fantastic 2022. Most of all, Gio and Fran and Rick and Rick and Paul and everybody involved and Harry and the Zen Master and everybody at Real America's Voice. It's been a fantastic year of growth, not only for the network, but for the show. But most of all, as always, I want to thank you, the Live from Studio 6B audience. I can't tell you how much we appreciate everything you, you give to this show in your spirit in your support, in your time, you're invested in it. And I can't tell you how much it means to me. And we're looking forward to 2023. 
And as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks again, everybody on the show. Thanks you. The live from Studio 6B audience, most of all. We are off. Happy New Year, everybody. Enjoy it. Happy, healthy. Keep safe out there. We are off on Monday. Remember, we will be back with you. New season starts on Tuesday. We will see you then. New Year. Thank you.